Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Business Consulting. Each week we chat with amazing guest experts all aimed at helping you grow your VA business. So sit back, grab a cuppa and tune in for a fun-filled episode. This meeting is being recorded. Hey Joe. How are you doing? We're being (laughs) recorded, did you know? (laughs) Just in case you've forgotten. Just in case, that nice lady is telling us what's going on. But that's really quite good because if you are in a meeting that's being recorded, you might not want to be recorded. So it gives you the opportunity to leave if you you don't want to see your mugshot all over the screen and what have you. So so yeah, so Joe, it's been a few weeks since we chatted. We have had a couple of, we had a three week break while I was in the UK. Uh, and we had an episode go out this week with Sarah Broadbent. We are recording this, listeners, on the 7th of July. Yep. And uh, that, that episode's been quite um, popular. And we are at 5,970-something downloads Woo-hoo! when I last met, which, which is phenomenal. So, uh, And we've got quite a few books in now uh, beginning to pick up. Listeners, we now have a form on the podcast webpage where you can go and apply to be a guest. And I'll remind you of that at the end. So, Joe, what have you been up to since we last had a chat? Well, I had two days sort of booked out for the um, VA show, which mm. obviously you and I were going to see each other in person for the first time in 12, 18 months, have a cup of tea, speak to yeah. everybody, see. And yeah, well, we all know where that went. So um, yeah, just busy, busy, busy. There's been such a lot sort of just all coming together at the same time. Um, My son had a positive lateral flow test, took him to a PCR test that came back negative. So he went back to school, no problem at all. Um, To be sent home, with um in isolation because somebody else in his class has had a positive pcr so he's now home for a couple of weeks um there's been some additional driving around and chauffeuring for my son because he was accepted into the qpr football academy so yeah so i was chauffeuring um him to the end of the the term and yeah just it, it feels like such a lot but the most important thing I've booked my holiday yeah and I've booked restaurants to make sure that because obviously you can't just rock up somewhere yeah so we have booked restaurants for some of the days some of the days we lease at home and all the rest of it but no um so I'm having another 10-day walking holiday in the Yorkshire Dales which will be lovely oh that's lovely it's where I rock Mm. I come from I'm originally from Leeds so the Yorkshire Dales are really pretty. I know that. I've been really busy. So as as you, yeah. you mentioned the PA show there, so I was in the UK for a couple of weeks because I went for the show. And of course, then it didn't happen. It was a little bit of a disappointment, to say the least. I had my banner turned up. I had my flyers. I've got beautiful flyers. I've got my backdrop. It all was there and we couldn't use it. So I will be back in the UK in September for the rescheduled dates. And I'm fairly sure that that it will go ahead with all the restrictions now being lifted in July. But um, what that will depend on is whether I can fly in from Israel because Israel might get strict again because Mm. of 
infections. So we'll just have to play it by ear. I'm not booking until the beginning of August at the very earliest. Yeah. So, so that's that. But since I got back, I mean, we had a very busy time while we were there. We, we hardly we could hardly had time to breathe the first week because we crammed a week, a year's worth of social activity into a week. <laughs> Uh, and then we had the, the non-event that was the show. Um, but since I've been back, it's been really busy. I've been recording, um, I've recorded an admin chat for Lucy Brazier's uh, ES support um, channel, which has just reminded me I've got to send it to them. It's all ready to go, but I forgot to send it. <laughs> Darn it, I better do that when we go off the call. Um, I've got uh, a session to record for PA Forum. Uh, I'm going to be speaking at their conference in September, and that's going to be a pre-recorded session, so that's got to be created. I'm doing a session for ES Tech Executive Support Tech, which was ES Tech, Exec Tech last year, it's now ES Tech. So I'm doing one session for them this year, not two, because it falls over Yom Kippur. So I can only speak on the first day. I can't have even pre-recorded stuff going out on, the, on Yom Kippur itself. It's just not not the right thing to do for me. So uh, I've got that session to pre-record. Um, I've been delivering Excel training to clients in London, webinars for smart events to all, last night. I had 16 people somewhere, somebody was in Houston, Texas, somebody wow. else was in Germany, uh, somebody was in, I think it was somebody in Mexico even, I don't know, they were all over the place. Um, so I'm a bit immersed in Excel uh, at the moment, which is just as well, because July for, tomorrow's VA is Excel month. So all my how-to articles this month, all my blog posts this month, all my newsletters this month will be about Excel. So lots and lots of, of Excel going on. So it's been really busy, um, but good stuff, good stuff, all good stuff. Mm. So very good. exciting, it is very, very exciting. exciting. When do you take a rest, Shelley? I don't, <laughs> truth is I don't. I did yesterday, I was so tired yesterday afternoon. And I knew I was speaking for two hours in the evening. So I did actually go and lie on the couch for half an hour. And this morning I didn't do very much because I, I have to admit, delivering a, a 90 minute training session in the morning is kind of very energetic. And then a two hour marathon and they moved it. It was supposed to, originally was supposed to start for seven, at 7 p.m. here for me. So it finished at nine, but it started at eight for me. Um, they're in the, the, the organization are based in Central European time. Mm. Um, which is just one hour behind Israel. So when they said it was starting at um, seven o'clock, not six o'clock, I suddenly thought, hang on a minute. So I didn't finish till 10 o'clock last night, which ouch. to be honest, was, yeah, ouch, was a bit late. Um, and I've got the same again tomorrow. So I did nothing much this morning, just um, chilled a bit. And I didn't, I had time to go shopping, but I thought, no, you know what? I can't, I'm just gonna stay here and do not a lot. So, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, I like to be busy. I like to be busy. So, uh, so, that's, so that's that. But anyway, we are going to be talking very shortly to the wonderful Jude Turner, who is a business mentor in the social media space. And uh, I'm very excited to be having a chat with her a bit later on. She was recommended to us as an ideal guest for the podcast by the wonderful Pip Dolman. And apologies there if you heard my phone beep, I forgot to put it on silent. But hey-ho, these things happen, it's live. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we, we're looking forward very much to speaking to Jade Turner, I'm Jude Turner. I'm not going to say much else about her. I'm gonna let her introduce herself. 
So uh, it's going to be another one of those episodes, isn't it, Joe, where you say, no, social media is not my thing. <laughs> well, you know, maybe Jude will make me love it and maybe she'll make me want to do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Like fly, I think. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> but I think the point is, um, is well, we'll find out from Jude when, when she comes on. But I think one of the things, actually, seriously, is we it, it, it's been quite evident to us over the slightly over a year that we've been doing this that we can't all do everything and do everything properly and well. We have to play to our strengths, uh, and that's what you do, and and that's what I do. So. You know that I don't think there's any shame in saying it's not for me and let me outsource it we're both outsourced professions if you like yeah uh, I'm an outsourced training partner you're an outsourced GDPR consultant so yeah. um you know it would be right it would be really bad if we didn't outsource anything that we didn't like doing we would exactly. be setting a very good example would we no exactly and outsourcing is the way to go yeah and I'm about to outsource the podcast editing on a more frequent basis because I've realized while we're in the UK, I got Lisa uh, Curtis, who has edited a few episodes for me when I've been kind of up to my ears in stuff. Uh, I wrote to her and I said, I'm going to be away. We're going to be recording these two episodes while we're away. Can you just edit them for me? And she did a great job uh, and actually was just about to send her an email. So Lisa, if you're listening, you'll have received the email by the time this episode goes out, but you're going to be getting more podcast editing to do because I can do it. Definitely. I can do it. I've done 52 of them, but mm. do I want to do it every week when I've got lots of other things to be doing? Probably not. So mm. there you go. Outsourcing is definitely the way to go. But on that yeah. note, we better go and get Jude. There she is. There she is again, that lovely lady telling us we're all being recorded. So welcome back, listeners, after Joe and I had our preliminary chat all about, well, stuff. And uh, we're now delighted to welcome the lovely Jude Turner, who is a social media business mentor. Have I got that right? Yes, yes. Oh. I, I sometimes put it in different ways. Sometimes I say business mentor, sometimes I say social media mentor. So you can call me what you like. <laughs> answer to anything that's great yeah I'll do anything <laughs> You'll do anything. well with a reason I hope um but seriously speaking um Jude it was introduced to to me via Pip Dolman who is one of my listeners and one of my hub members she's uh, she's on some of my Microsoft courses so thank you Pip for recommending Jude as a guest and uh Joe you and Jude haven't met before today have you no not at all but when you mentioned social media I just thought I'm bound to be able to learn lots <laughs> it's not exactly in my it's the hot it's the favorite things <laughs> it's a hot topic absolutely so Jude before we kind of launch why don't you just kind of um using the word kind of a lot I'm out of We've had three weeks off and I'm completely out of practice. <laughs> but anyway, so Jude, why don't you let us, our listeners know who you are um, and how you've got to be a business mentor or a social media mentor or a combination of the sure. two and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so my business name is Jude Turner Creative. Um, I couldn't think of a business name at the time, so I thought I'd use my name and I bunged creative on the end because I like working with creative women and I also think of myself as being quite creative um so I started goodness I had 
I did that thing that a lot of mums do of I started a business once my child started sleeping um it took a lot a lot longer than I'd hoped he didn't sleep through the night till he was about two mm -hmm. he's almost 12 now so <laughs> and I had a handmade business where I did all of the things so it was it became very successful I was stocked around the world but I had to do everything including social media so I found that I used to kind of what's the word, like skills exchange for um, when I couldn't afford to do things when you're a new startup. So I'd be like, oh, um, I'd really like a store at that market, can't quite afford it. So then I'd approach the owner and say, well, how about if I set up a Facebook page for you and do that? And it was all self-taught. Um, but I learned so many lessons along that journey. I decided to close down the business when I took it sort of as far as I yeah. thought it could go after like six years or so and um, just concentrate on the social media side of things. And I wanted to share all of the lessons that I had learned on those years. So things that took me years to learn, I was like, well, what about if I taught other women who are trying to do all of the things, that stuff too. So that's my passion is working with mainly female entrepreneurs. I do have a few male clients, but they usually want things done for them rather than learning, I find. <laughs> um, and I used to do social media for people, but now I train people in how to do it. So that is my passion, sharing that knowledge and helping women move from that totally overwhelmed feeling to moving out of frustration into becoming fully booked. Yeah. I think that's 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 really important. So, Joe, you're on the done for you with social media, aren't you? <laughs> yes. I, uh, oh, yeah, big tie. Yeah, big we have this discussion though. a lot. It, it's an in joke. It's become an in joke. It, it, it is the in joke. I mean, and I'll be quite straight up, and I'll repeat it again. I don't do Canva, and I'm not particularly great with social media. I can come and have a chat with people, but you know. There are other things that are a lot more exciting, like Excel, like GDPR, and, and why would you want to be in Canva? GDPR, I would never call that exciting. That was the bane of my life when I was doing dumb for you. Oh, you see, we're all different. I do love a spreadsheet, though, Joe. We're not totally alien souls. I love yeah. a spreadsheet. Yeah. What platforms do you cover, Jude? Um, mainly Instagram and Facebook. Um, uh, I also know Pinterest pretty well. I steer clear of Twitter because it takes a lot of work, even though I won, just a little, little plug, I did win two Twitter awards when I had my handmade business, but it was good for that kind of thing. So yeah. what, um, there's a small business Sunday you can enter, which is run by Theo Pafitis of yeah. Dragon's Den, and there's Jacqueline Gold's Women on Wednesday. So your audience can still enter those. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's really good for PR. It's really good for yeah. PR. Um, however, I know VAs love LinkedIn. I loathe it. I absolutely <laughs> loathe it. So I would never say I'm an expert on LinkedIn. I've tried. I just don't like it. Yeah. I think that's really interesting because I'm part of a train. I'm, a, I'm an IT trainer. I'm part of a trainer community. And our trainer community leader doesn't get LinkedIn either. She's quite open about it. She loves Facebook, but she doesn't get LinkedIn as much. She's no, got better at it. She's now doing really well there. But um, sometimes it's a necessary evil if you want, you know, a platform that you don't necessarily mm. like. You need to be there if that's where your clients are, don't you? I agree. Mm. 
I was going to say, isn't it more about rather than liking or loathing the platform, it's about understanding where your target client is and then at least trying to kind of yeah. hang out there? I think it's a bit of both. I think you need to, there's no point being somewhere where your client isn't. Yes. So um, like teachers, for example, they love Twitter. So if you're doing anything in education sector, I would make you go on Twitter because they just yeah. love it. Um, yeah. VAs do love, do love um, LinkedIn in, in my experience, but it's hard to stick with something when you hate it. Yes. That is my, it is really, really tough. So I built a social media training Thing. Um, I talked to your former guest, I believe, Amanda Thompson, for advice about it. And I had built this thing. She said, Well, it sounds really good, but you know, you put it out there. And I had tons of VAs, you know, sending me their details on LinkedIn. But it felt it feels very much like an exchange of business cards mm. to me. It didn't feel like we're having any real conversations. I'm not mm. sure my style fits. So I know what you mean though. For me. Yeah, I do know what you mean because it it started out as 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 a, a recruiting site. So effectively, yeah. it was kind of an exchange. It was your CV that you were putting yeah, out. Yeah, it's good there, for that. It? It's, I, it's, I it's great that. for that. It's great for that. It is harder to make relationships there, but it is possible. Um, yes. And I think it really depends very much on on where you are. Uh, on where your clients are or the people that are I've going to I've seen some people would have great success on there. Um, it, yeah, I just can't figure out why it doesn't work for me, but I just know it doesn't. So mm. I've been like, well, I don't need to be everywhere. As long as I'm where my some of my clients are at least, then that's okay. I think if, if I was like really wanting to reach corporates and work with more people, then I would maybe make more of an effort, but yeah. my clients tend to be creative women who definitely yeah. don't like LinkedIn. So no, then, like Joe said, where are they hanging out is certainly a really good place to start. Yeah. Yeah. So I presume you must be ace at Instagram. I'd like to say so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not to blow my own trumpet, but yes, I'm amazing. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's great. Have you got any top tips for, for Instagram? I mean, I am actually on all the platforms. I'm on nearly everything. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn. It's everywhere. Everywhere. Facebook. Um, I think I'm on everywhere. I think yeah. I am everywhere, but I'm not necessarily engaged with everywhere. Yeah. If, that makes, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I, I started on, on Twitter and then grab Twitter and LinkedIn was where it started and Facebook wasn't really around that much when I started yeah so uh, yeah it's changed it's changed to a different beast definitely so with Instagram I think um the main tip I would have would be about what people focus on so I find that because it is such a visual platform people concentrate too much on uh the vanity metrics of what things look like to other people so they're constantly looking at how many likes and followers you've got yeah. and what i try to explain to people is you don't know what's going on underneath the bonnet um when i had jesse jumbles my handmade business i did a pop-up shop with a woman that i followed on instagram i was like oh i can't believe i'm in the same pop-up shop as her she ran a pajama company um you know sort of mum and kids batching things very trendy and instagrammy trendy how old am I <laughs> and um I I was 
you know, sort of a, a, a bit fangirling, to be honest. And she told me that her business was folding. I was like, what? Um, because she'd spent her budget on PR. So that's why she looked amazing. But actually, she wasn't getting clicks through to her website. She wasn't getting, you know, the phone calls and emails that we all want to run a sustainable business. But she did have shared loads of followers and likes. Now, if you guys looked me up at Jude Turner Creative, you will see that I do not have hundreds of thousands of like, I think I'm on about, I don't actually know, around the 1,700 mark. But my audience are engaged and they um, click through to what I am selling all the time, which is really the point of social media. It isn't pretty squares. It is to drive traffic to my website, to get clients on my programs. Mm. Otherwise, I'm not there just to put up pictures and get people go, that's a really nice picture. I'm running a business. Yeah. What's, what's your tips for creating the type of engaging content that would make me want to click through or anybody else that, you know, let's say that was coming to my feed or to Shelley's feed, what do we have to put in that post that makes people That's a really good to go through to the, the podcast page or tomorrow's VA or, yeah. you know, I mean... Well, there are two... Also, Sorry, I was going to say, especially thinking mine is such a hard sell. You know, you said you can't bear GDPR. The whole world can't bear GDPR. <laughs> so how do you make that? Well, ah, oh, there's kind of two folds to this. So I'm going to go with what you just said because it just popped in my head. Yeah. So GPDR, when you were selling something that isn't sexy, um, you know, accounting, it might be sexy to some people. I'm sorry to my accountant if she's listening. Uh, <laughs> the jobs that people do not want to do or they do not want to know about. To be honest, social media is one of them. Mm. Lots of people feel like I feel about GPDR, mm. about social media. The language that my clients use is overwhelmed, hate it, got to tame the beast. I'm like, Jesus, it's just... It's just social media, but it makes people feel that way. Yeah. So when I'm selling something that I don't think people necessarily want, but they need, I would focus on what is your client's problem? What is, what's your client's problem? How are you the solution? And how are they, so how are they going to fit? Start again. How do they feel about this problem? How are you going to solve it? And how are they going to feel after you've mm -hmm. solved it? So with GPDR, you're going to go straight in with, you don't know what it is. You feel totally overwhelmed. You know you've got to do that, much like your tax return. But you want to get it right. You don't want to be, you know, banned or fined or whatever the GPDR regulations are. You know you have to get this right. And you're like, don't worry. Let me take this off your hands. Wouldn't it feel great knowing you had ticked that? Your business was compliant. Hooray! Luckily for you, I love GPDR that kind of thing yeah I always go with solving yeah. the problem usually when I say this at this point people go but I don't have a problem I sell okay this is VAs but you might have you know I sell cushions or I'm just going to help someone run their business um when you're selling a product like a cushion it is a first world problem it's you know I want something that looks nice Pretty. on my sofa well I've got something that looks nice on your sofa yay let's meet Lovely. But when you're selling a service like VAs or like GPDR or even like social media, what you are offering the customer is you're either offering to do something they either don't have the time or the inclination to do. So that is the, where we're going in with the problem. So 
Pip, as you mentioned, is my VA. She was a one-to-one client of mine who I thought was so good, I employed her. <laughs> <laughs> I trained her and then employed her. <laughs> so yeah. um, what she offers through her social media is showing that what are the tasks in your to-do list you don't want to do or you haven't got the time to do. So that is my sort of top tip for virtual assistants. In terms of when people land on your grid, you can say that till the cows come home in various ways, but the things that will make people click through to your website are a very obvious, come here and do that (laughs) post. So literally, I am offering training on this. Those very clear posts will get clicks through. And the one that never fails that people don't like <laughs> when I tell them is showing your face. Yeah. Always a face. Yeah. <laughs> Joe yeah. is pulling that face. <laughs> um, people respond to people. And I fought this for years, Joe, absolutely years. My mentor, my business mentor was like, you've got to show your face. And she's like, just get over yourself, for goodness sake. I was like, I don't want to, but the stats don't lie. And all of my posts that get me the most traffic to my website are this mug here. Yeah, I, I, I can I can second that. I, while um, um, a few weeks ago, I, I live in Israel and I we were meeting up with, I was meeting my husband in Jerusalem. He'd gone to Jerusalem in the morning and I was going on the train. And the train got stopped because there was a fire near the main Jerusalem train station. So there were no trains from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. I had to get the bus. So first of all, I'd taken a selfie of me and my mask on the bus, on the, on the train, saying, I'm on the train because I have a friend who always does this. She always posts selfies of her on the train. So it was kind of, Deborah, see, I've done it too. And that, of course, gets a lot of laughs. And then, of course, I had to do one on the bus. And what I didn't know was I had my mask on up there's Adidas on the side and I had it back to front and that generates a huge amount of engagement yeah really much more than anything else so whenever I posted a picture of me or the family or doing something like that that those are the posts that get the engagement I think we just crave human connection it's as basic as that so even if if you are hearing this and going oh my god that sounds like my worst nightmare you can start off with it sounds ridiculous but I had an artist client who just started off having her hands drawing and even that just showing it's not a stock image it's a real person it's the difference between sort of working with a huge business and working with what feels like a more personal yeah. mm-hmm. which VAs are you know and your GPDR service it's very much a you know one-to-one kind of relationship it involves a lot of trust you are handing over your business to someone to help you run it and you need to know that that's you need to know the person behind that before you yeah. give and what give. about um video my next <laughs> oh my god I'm really I'm really enjoying Joe's facial expressions on I'm it. she's gonna <laughs> tell me I've got to go on video now I mean I'm sorry to tell you video is not going anywhere it is here to stay um, <laughs> yeah I'm sorry. you know I have never done a selfie I don't even know where to start with the selfie. Because if you, if you, if you hold the camera like this, 
you know, you're trying to press the button. It's all a bit complicated. <laughs> one of those sticks, Joe. so they hold it at arm's length and then it gives you a more flattering angle. Yeah. I'm going to take a picture of you now and I'm going to say this is what I'm doing today. Okay. <laughs> there we go. That's your, well, it's not a selfie because I took it, but you can pretend. <laughs> so yeah, video, video is key, whether you do that with a live or a story or a, dare I say it, reels, which usually makes people start coming out palpitations. If you want to do something more put together, maybe a lesson or top tips, something like that, then I'd advise using like IGTV on Instagram because then you can upload a video you can make it a little more formal rather than you just off the cuff. I don't know. Not everyone is comfortable with off the yeah. cuff speaking, but you can put together, you know, some tips or why would you hire a VA and talk about why that's important and have, you know, little cards to remind you what you're saying. And then you can then share that to stories or to your grid. So you're repurposing contents. So you're like, okay, I did have to do a video, but at least I only had to do it once. And then I shared it, you know, in more than one place. Yeah, that, that's a really cool tip. Yeah. And, uh, and Joe, just, uh, just to remind you, you're on video right now. Yeah, <laughs> this know, gets but... recorded and it goes on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and we get, we get views. We do get views. But I'm, I want to pick up there on, on, on stories and IGTV, if you don't mind, you, because it's, yeah. I'm, I'm all over the place and I, I outsource my social media because it's a time thing. It's not that I can't do it. It's just that I've got other things that I need to be doing. So I don't want to be spending that time. And, you know, my VA, Zita, does a great job with my stuff. But um, stories and IGTV, I haven't quite got my head around um, how to use them, et cetera. So I'm really interested in what you, you just said, because I have no fear of video. It's really not a problem for me, as you might have gathered. <laughs> Uh, and all of my training is is either live webinar style training or live virtual training or pre-recorded training courses. So IGTV, do you need to do anything special to get that, to be able to use it? No, you just have to, you have to make sure you're filming. I always get these muddled up. That's horizontal, isn't it? You have to yeah. make sure you're filming vertically. That yeah. is it. it. That is it. Mm. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you really don't need anything else. The question that has come up a few times, which I was training on this this morning, funny enough, was that, and also Joe, I'd like to say the more video training you do, the more comfortable you become with it. Because after yeah. a while you forget there's a camera there and we're just talking. So that's maybe that's why um, if Shelley's done shed loads. Yeah, it's not a problem. Um, each of the features you have on Instagram, as we're talking about Instagram, they all kind of serve a different purpose. So your grid, you know, your squares, your profile, however you, I always thought it was just called grid, but someone in my group this morning went, what's grid? So I'm like, okay, maybe not everyone knows that. Your squares on your yeah. profile, um, that's your shop window. So that should show you what your business looks like. Ideally, you know, pre-slick, we don't want to see um, graphics with half the, you know, words cut off because they're not square. We don't want to see half a head. It doesn't need to be, you know, color coded or it doesn't need any of that stuff, but it does need to, I wouldn't employ a VA who couldn't crop a picture. No. It's no. just common sense. <clears throat> um, so that's your shop window. Your stories are a way of reminding people who follow you that you're there because not everyone who follows you sees your content because unless they engage with you, 
the algorithm's like, yeah, they're not that interested in you. So by having these little squares and you just posting, whether it's just, you know, you on a bus in your mask or sharing someone else's content or a meme or a quote, people love a quote, then it's just a, hi guys, I'm over here. Don't forget about me. I've got some good stuff going on. A reel will attract, is A, to be entertaining, but it is B, to attract people who don't know your existence. Now, reels haven't quite yet been developed to a point that they are shown to necessarily your ideal client. I had a reel reach 2000 people in an hour last week advertising the workshop that I'm currently running. I got maybe two people from that came through to me because it's shown to ever it's shown to everyone indiscriminately mm. but saying that it's sometimes worth casting that net and seeing if you can pull in a few fish isn't it what's the real what's the real sorry sorry yeah, uh, oh, i was just real. going to I'm ask loving oh, okay okay i don't know if you've got your phones in front of you ladies but if you were on your instagram yeah. sort of home page just going to get it up to show you yeah Jackie hasn't moved. So you've got your home button at the bottom. Yeah. Next to that, you've got a magnifying glass. Yeah. Next to that, there's what looks like a clapperboard with a play button. Yeah. That is reels. Okay. You can find them by pressing the clapperboard or you can click on the magnifying glass. Now, the magnifying glass, that's just your general discovery page. So it's a mixture of things Instagram thinks you might like Mm. based on what you have looked at. And there will always be a reel, which will look like a video in the top right-hand corner. Yeah. So I warn you, when you go down this rabbit hole, <laughs> you will lose hours of your life. Be very careful. <laughs> there always seem to be people doing dancing. Like yeah. this one here, it's, just doing some very random dancing. It's I very random. <laughs> it is very random. And it, Instagram basically bought it in as a potential replacement for TikTok, which is a lot of dancing. There are people who do educational things on there, but a lot of it is random people dancing or putting on makeup. I won't lie. There's a lot of that, a lot of that. But it is like fun, lighthearted content. So it depends on how you do. You get a lot of people pointing as well. A lot of people pointing and then adding text from Canva or uh, yeah. you know, various apps are available saying you know dunk 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 so do this task today or you know yeah. something like that but um yeah you can get stuck down um a complete wormhole once you start going through them um you're shown them randomly um <laughs> i wouldn't recommend spending too long on that no i think it's they bought, um, it would they were trying to get tiktok because trump there was a thing with trump and china and tiktok and instagram just jumped on that bandwagon and thought well if tiktok's going under we're going to replace them but tiktok still exists so yeah, yeah. it didn't happen and it sounds like it's also a thing to do when the men are watching the football for me <laughs> yeah, you go get locked down <laughs> play around with it but yeah. um I'm gonna to, to create without video instruction yeah. or tutorial they're yeah. a hard thing to teach i find yeah no, I think it's something I, I will I will definitely investigate and see. But also, I think also what it's made me think about, though, I mean, all of this talk, I'm just being a bit flippant, but bringing it back, is, is, is you do need a strategy, don't you? It's no good just saying, let's just go and do a story or let's just do a post, whichever platform you're on. 
you do need to have some sort of a structure yes. what you want to do don't you? Right. That's an amazing point, Shelley. Again, what I was talking about in my workshop this morning is a lot of the reason people become overwhelmed as well with social media is A, trying to do all of the things, but B, if you're just going to sort of rock up and, and post and put the first hashtags that come into your head because you've just looked around the room and gone, oh, I don't know, virtual assistant, I can help you, you know, whatever then and then you're like well I put all this effort into thinking about what to post I found a picture I added a hashtag or I made a reel I did this and then nothing why am I being inundated with likes and follows and stuff is you didn't have a plan you weren't thinking about okay this quarter what do I want for my business is it to get some new clients is it to become more visible is it to get sign-ups to my email list what's the point of it shops don't have you know new collections coming out without a vast marketing plan behind mm, it yeah. and the same goes for you know our businesses it doesn't have to be anything too complicated but posting randomly and inconsistently will not result in any business and if it does it was a fluke and you won't be able to repeat it yeah yeah see joe's got a question she has she's got the question face on she has yeah now we've jinxed it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I, I I lost, I lost my thread, but I was really, I was really into what you were saying. Oh yeah, that's what I remember. What it is now? Does it matter if you haven't got millions and squillions? Or I mean, I don't even think I've got a thousand likes, to be honest. And and does it matter if your post doesn't get four hundred million likes on it and goes viral no. in order to make them? make people in order to generate the response that you want which is that somebody to go from your post to that landing page or your web page or whatever that thing is we are really looking at um quality not quantity here but it is not how instagram kind of advertises itself we hear so much about you know excuse me influencers and going viral that we focus on those but those things aren't aimed at us. The only time you need to go viral or be an influencer, if, if you're on Love Island and you want to get a swimsuit deal or something like that, <laughs> it's not for the likes of us. That's not how we grow sustainable businesses. So I like to use analogies. <laughs> Mourn you. I'm surprised I haven't used one till now. Um, the best analogy I give people about this, and it's the same one I use for hashtags, is that if you picture your local coffee shop, picture it now, yeah. And you walked in there and everyone when he walked in was like oh my god joe i really want to know about gpdr oh gpdr joe can you help me and the whole place was clamoring with people who wanted what you were selling then i would ask people how that makes you feel and they're usually like that would be amazing that would i would can't imagine having a room full of people interested in what i'm selling and then you think well how many people are in that cafe now, I live in Brighton, so it's a city, but I would still say that my cafe only holds maybe 50 people tops. So why do we care if we've got 10,000 people? 50 people buying from you would make a huge amount of difference mm. to most people's business. Yeah, yeah, there is that. Yeah. We want people who are engaged and who are our fans. So rather than worrying about trying to please everyone and reaching these bigger numbers all the time, we end up neglecting the people who are there, who are like, actually, I'm interested in social media. I really want to learn from you. And then they're like, oh, but you're off trying to chase the next thousand and you're not, they feel like you don't care about them. 
So nurturing the people you have will automatically bring in more people anyway, because you will have an engaged community. The algorithm will see that people are interested in what you're saying. So it will consequently show it to more people. And we yeah. want click-throughs and profile visits. We really don't care about likes. And Instagram have actually introduced, but I haven't seen many people take them up on it, a way of hiding your likes and your competitors' likes to try and stop that becoming a focus. Yeah. And then that's, I think that's, that's really important. It, it makes me think about, you know, it's, it's all very well. We all aim for these very large email lists, you know, because you effectively, you know, the, everybody says the money is in the list. And to a certain extent, it is. Because, you know, you start a newsletter to educate your followers or your people who are interested in what you want to say. But you do also want to sell them something. We're all running a business. And, and you know, if we were to say that we didn't, it would be a great big fib, wouldn't it? We, we do obviously want to sell our yeah. stuff. But we also want to educate people and, and help them if we're decent, decent business people as well. Um, but it's much better to have a smaller list with 100 engaged people than to have thousands of people where nobody ever opens an email. Um, so it's the same kind yes, same of principle. same principle. Same principle. I mean, it'd be lovely to have you know ten thousand people who are all totally engaged with you, but you know that that can come. But then, if you had a you know ten thousand people or whatever engaged with you, it would be a different kind of business. Yeah. You yeah. probably have a team of people, and you know. So it's not yeah. to say you won't get there, or that's not possible. I don't believe that should be your focus. Yeah. yeah. yeah whether that's what you want you know as well do you want that kind of a scale um, yeah. which means that you are then um you might be the face of the business but you're no longer the business because you've got all yeah. these other people you know doing everything so it's it's a it's, it's quite a dilemma then once it gets that kind of i guess that must be a thing your audience have as well because when i was being a social media manager and i presume the same for a virtual assistant is you have a limit of how many people you can serve yeah. And then you have to take the decision to whether you say I'm at capacity or whether you take on people and outsource and white label your services and all of that. Now, I knew I did not want to run a social media agency. Mm -hmm. So I moved into training because I prefer that to managing accounts for people. But I do the odd, you know, passion project. So it's thinking about that route of where you want to go and you might not know it yet if you've just started but as you grow it becomes a oh do I want to specialize in this do I want to go there do I want to have a specific industry and you move from there yeah we we've talked over there we've been going the podcast has been going for just over a year now wow. and uh, kind of episode 57 ish around about now something like that and um, um and we've talked about niching a huge amount. It comes up yes. in nearly every episode. Big question, yeah. It nearly does every episode too. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's important because you need to know who you're talking to. Yes. Um, and then you can use the right language. You can persuade them. You can, you know, use the right terminology when you understand them properly as well. So so that that's I think really important and sometimes when people start out they don't know what they want to do either so it takes a while to kind of find that niche was that was that the case for you did it take you a while to find your niche too yes because when I I imagine in a similar way to when a VA starts when I started managing people's accounts I took the clients that you know came to me you know the people that you know, there wasn't really much of a vetting process it was a you'll pay me that great I'll do the work then but what it meant was I was doing you know like uh 
you know, a yoga retreat, you know, um, an engineer, you know, whatever. I had random industries. Now, I didn't choose to niche into one particular industry as such, but I'm still only talking to one kind of person. And that is a frustrated, overwhelmed female entrepreneur. So although it isn't a specific industry, they all have the same problem. So I think when I was, if I was starting off as a VA, I would do that same thing. It's still someone who is looking for extra help, be it in whatever <laughs> industry. It might be you don't know what niche. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, actually, I really like working with writers. And then I'll have a writer that's, you know, maybe not that great or the content's a bit dull. I'm like, oh, I wish I hadn't, yeah. you know, got rid of the <laughs> client I had who did this. So it's... I think it's finding something you're passionate about your your mm. niche because you're not going to be able to do it well for someone if you don't care. I was I was going to say your niche could easily be a service mm. rather than who you work with Absolutely. because if you become an expert in I don't know a particular tool or a, a particular so for instance we spoke to Stephanie William who became an expert in Canva mm. and she just does Canva and she's very, very good at it. So that's her niche rather than yeah. saying, I only work with authors or trainers. Or Yes, yeah. I did contemplate niching into Pinterest at one point because I loved Pin. Well, I do love Pinterest. And a lot of people weren't offering that because it's diff- different in how the other platforms work and it changed all the time. So it's, you know, the content. But I actually really love writing copy and there's not as much of that on Pinterest. So no. although I offer that, I thought, no, I don't want to niche into that. So sometimes it's working out what you don't want to do. And then it's like, well, actually, I really love talking, as is apparent, I'm sure. And before COVID hit, I was thinking I would like to get into more you know, speaking gigs. I love talking to women and firing them up and helping them realize that, no, you know, you can get rid of the overwhelm and it's not the tech and the algorithm and the knowledge that's actually standing in your way is exactly that is all in your head and you can learn that stuff and then you know you can fly and that's why I mentor people because it's a combination of the two things yeah I think that's I think that's absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant interesting yeah yeah I like standing up in front of people as well so I I get kindred spirits here I understand that no, that, that's, that's fantastic. Well, I think it's just been a fascinating interview. We've been rambling for ages. I think we ought to stop, stop um, nattering away, although I'm sure we could carry on for another hour if we Yeah, if I'm not we sure if to. one would want to listen for another no, hour. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we, need to, we need to think of our listeners, please. That's what we're saying. We need to think of our listeners. So yeah. listeners, we've been, we've been in conversation with Jude Turner. Jude, is there anything you want to tell our audience that how they can find you or any programmes you've got coming up? Sure. Um, if, um, if they want to work with you, how can they work with you? So I work in various ways. There are little things you can get from me that will just help you if you're a bit stuck on one thing. So power hours, hashtag helps, social media audits where I look at what you're doing and give you tips. There are little sort of packages like that. Um, then I have one-to-one mentoring, which is my sort of top rung I do, where you work with me for three months and it's all bespoke and we speak once a week and you have box of support from me and I just coach and mentor you for a few months and then you can choose whether you want that to carry on six months, maximum of a year. The main thing that I'm doing at the moment is my frustrated to fully booked program, which is does exactly what it says. It covers 
all aspects of what you need to market your business. So that covers mindset, confidence, coaching. I have an amazing um, speaker who just blows my mind. We have um, a money coach and then we have Canva class, Reels class, Stories class, um, how to master your messaging. So we kind of cover everything in 12 weeks. And doors are open for that wow. now, and it starts in September. You can find everything on newturnercreative.com. Fantastic. Well, if you send Thank us you. links to that, <laughs> if you send me a couple of links links to any of that, I would love whatever, to share. Thank then you. I'll make sure it goes on the web page that goes with this episode, which would Thanks. be amazing. So thank you very much for your time. And okay. um, yeah, I think we're going to sign off. All right, I will find you all on social. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm everywhere. I'm easy. I'm Shelley Fischel everywhere or tomorrow's VA, mainly Shelley Fischel. And Joe, you are, what's your? Um, normally Joe Brianti. Okay. I think I'll there's find... one place where I'm Jay Brianti. Okay. <laughs> all right. Nice okay. to meet you. Nice to meet you. There she goes again, that lovely <laughs> lady telling us we're being recorded as if we didn't know. But it's a good thing. So, Joe, I. Thoroughly enjoyed myself just now chatting there with Jude. I think I think our listeners could probably hear the excitement. We were all jumping in on top of each other. So yeah. apologies to all of you if we did kind of do that, and it's quite hard to listen to. But uh, but it was quite was not quite, but very interesting. Yes, very. Uh, you know, social's not my thing exactly, and reels is definitely not my thing. But. I really found you fascinating and I have been frantically scribbling down some tips um, and I shall go away and think about them, aka procrastinate over them. <laughs> well, you're owning up to it, at least you're human, you're being, you're being honest, you're being honest. But, but no, ser seriously speaking though, I mean, um, I, I actually am going to take issue with you there, Joe, about social not being your thing. You you're very good on Twitter and you, you do post on Facebook um, yeah. from time to time in various groups because we're both in some of the same groups. So I do see yeah. that you, you do join. So you do do social, you just don't do the visual social stuff. Um, yeah. And I think we, we talked there with Jude about the idea that um, we don't always all have to be on all platforms. Yeah. Um, I know I seem to be on all platforms, um, but that's been an organic growth. I've been doing this for a very long time. And I started out with my first social platform was Twitter. And that was in 2007 because LinkedIn and Twitter in 2007, because that's what was there. The, the other platforms weren't there then. So yeah. that's where I was, because that's where everybody was at the time. Uh, and gradually it's grown since then. And, and I've branched out because I'm in the IT sector. Um, I kind of feel like I need to be at least yeah. dipping a toe in on all these platforms, but I haven't touched some of the newer ones. Um, yeah. stuck. Um, it's enough, you know, there's enough that you can do. Um, and and uh, as, as you touched on, a lot of it is just being visible. Yeah. It's about raising yeah. your own visibility as much mm -hmm. as anything else. And I think Trust that's me, important. You don't want TikTok. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Mind you, uh, maybe my maybe my thing about that is that um, my two 13 year olds have said, Mum, we can't go on Instagram because you're there. So please don't go on TikTok. Disguise <laughs> yourself, couldn't you? Um, although having said that, I joined Facebook uh, because at the time um, our daughter went to the States for six months. This was in 2007. So it hadn't been around very long. 
and um, and I joined Facebook so that we could, you know, keep in touch yeah. visually. So she could, when she posted photos, we could see she was okay, uh, and we could communicate that way because it was a bit more instant than email yeah. or texting. So, uh, so uh, you know, but my kids have never minded the fact that their mum is on social media. And they find it quite useful to have a mum who's in Microsoft Office because uh, my son, who's a quantity surveyor, will, will quite often phone me up and say, mum, I've got this spreadsheet. How do I blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's his mum who has to solve the problem as opposed to many families where it's the mum or the grandparents going to the grandchildren or the children to say, how do they do it? So it's quite funny that it's actually, in our case, it's, it's me being the one um, solving that so um, but I am um, talking about just said that was a, that, that was a spreadsheet I use spreadsheets for everything if, if I need to work something out it's Excel that I launched not Word um, and that's not to say that I'm the world's greatest Excel expert I am I do know Excel um, mm. but I don't do the really 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 complicated stuff I leave that to other people but I use it for everything. I make lists in it. If I need to calculate price of a program, I use it. If I want to figure out how many people have bought something or sold something, it's Excel. If I'm planning my courses, it's done in Excel. If I want to plan my social media strategy, it will be a spreadsheet that I launch. Is that the same for you? Are you a spreadsheet person? I love spreadsheets. And I use um, spreadsheets for an awful lot of things, but I do my social media planning such as it is in Microsoft Planner, which comes with my 365 package. So I have a bucket in my plan for the different elements of um, things that I want to do or types of posts. I can't even remember how I do it now, but I, I use it in there. But in spreadsheets, I use that for anything where I'm using figures. Um, I work with a client and I do some stuff in her active campaign. And once a month, I extract information from there, put it into there, into spreadsheets. I create a pivot, produce a report and a graph and all that kind of stuff that I do and and that's the kind of stuff that I use Excel for like you I'm not the VBA whiz with Excel um, and I'm not the you know significantly advanced person but you know I can get it through to probably the intermediate level I suppose yeah yeah no it's 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 a great um it's a great tool and I mentioned earlier on I mean I, I can't remember when this episode airs it may be August by the time this episode airs but July is Excel month at tomorrow's VA so everything that's going out from me in July is about Excel and uh, I decided to theme my um my newsletter and my blog posts and and everything going forward because apart from anything else it takes that guesswork out of mm. planning what we're going to be doing so you know that idea right I sit down and I think now what are we going to have for supper tonight or tomorrow or yeah. each day but if I was sensible and I sat down on a Sunday morning and I said okay well on Monday we're going to have this on Tuesday we're gonna... it would mm. make life a lot easier and and uh, and that's the um that's the what I've decided to do with with my um all my online stuff recently that everything dovetails and we're you know my um 
keyboard shortcuts this month that go on Instagram, funnily enough. They're all about Excel. They go on LinkedIn. They're all about Excel this month. And uh, it just makes life a lot easier because it's much easier to create that content, which yeah. kind of leads into something we've talked to get about in, in the podcast, which is batching. We've yes. talked about that before, haven't we, Joe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and batching is a really important and very productive way of working because you get you get into the mindset to do a task whether that's recording your podcast whether that's blogging whether that's a, a client report or, or, or whatever but you block that piece of time you do the same task a hundred times in that period of time before you move on to the next task and it it, it just works so well um you know um it makes it more sensible because your your brain goes into that specific focus and task and then you keep doing that task till you come to the end of it and then your brain can switch to the next task isn't it you know yeah great i i do that i i will batch batch blog oops sorry batch blog posts so if i Mm. know that i need to write and the next season of blog posts I'll see I'll allocate a day for that or a half a day or however long I choose and I'll just you know bash out however many I need um in the time available or however many I can at the time available either that or I might outsource I, I have to admit I do sometimes outsource the writing of some of my stuff but it's all very prescribed it's not just willy-nilly it's this is what we're going to be covering and this is what it needs to talk about so um, it's it's really useful to be able to do that, and batching is is definitely the best way um, of of working. I I have found anyway, because um, we're all guilty of doing all of these uh, bits and pieces. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So it's yeah it's been um, it's been a great episode today. I think Joe. What yeah. do you think? It's so many great tips again. We are so lucky to. Um have such a wide network of people between us and and referrals into the podcast that we can share such amazing content so yeah absolutely absolutely so listeners let's bring this to a close I'm going to remind you that we now have an application form on the page on my website on tomorrow's VA podcasts Um, there is a widget there where you can fill in a form to apply to be a guest I love it. It connects into active campaign and you go into an automation. So I'm being upfront about this. Uh, we will have a look at, it will ask you for your name and your email address, your website, and what you would like to talk about, what your topic might be. Um, we will then vet you. So we will go and have a look at your website. We might have a call with you to see if we're a good fit. Uh, and then you'll go through the rest of the process to book an appointment and we'll get chatting. So I am very excited about that. And I know it works because we've had one person sign up there already, which is just fantastic. All about automating systems. Uh, and when it works, it's just so nice, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. When it works. When it works, it's great. So in the meantime, um, I think we will bring it to a close there. All of our contact details are on the podcast page. So do get in touch. Tell us who you'd like to hear from, and tell us what you learned from today's episode. We'd love to know. And we'll see you next week. You have been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. 
We will be back with you again next week with yet another amazing episode. See you then.